If you would, open your Bibles to the 19th chapter of Luke. As you're turning there, I want to ask, how well do you think God knows you? How well do you think God knows you? Have you ever just sat back and thought about it? How well does God know me? And when you sit there and you think about it, you know, from the scripture we we know several things about God. The first is, he knows everything about us. He knows how many hairs we have on our head. He knows how many cells are in our body. He knows what time we get up, what time we go to bed, what we eat who our friends are, who our family is. He knows our thoughts. He knows our deepest, darkest secrets that we try to keep hidden. He knows everything about us. And what we also learn in the scripture is he knows our name. Think about that. He knows us by name. And that's what we're going to be looking at today that God knows our name. Again, look at Luke chapter 19, verse 5. Let's just go ahead and read verses 1 through 10. Very familiar passages of Scripture. And what we're going to be focusing on is verse 5. Now, when Jesus entered and passed through Jericho, behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief receiver of the tribute, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he should be, and could not for the press, because he was of a low stature. Wherefore, he ran before and climbed up into a wild fig tree, that he might see him, for he should come that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, come down at once, for today I must abide at thine house. Then he came down hastily and received him joyfully. And when all they saw it, they murmured, saying that he was gone in to lodge with a sinful man. And Zacchaeus stood forth and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken from any man by forged cavillation, I restore him fourfold. Then Jesus said to him, This day is salvation come into this house, for as much as he is also become the son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you today, I just ask your blessings upon the reading of your word. Just be with us today, Lord, as we worship together. 
just illuminate your word for us and help us just to learn from it today. And Lord, if there's anyone here today that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, if there's anyone that needs to make any decision, I pray that you would speak to their hearts. And again, Lord, I just lift up those that are sick and shut in, those that could not make it today, those that may be traveling, Lord, we just lift them up to you and just ask your blessings upon each one. And again, Lord, I just pray that you would just be with me today, just give me the words to say and just hide me behind the cross and let the words that are spoken be your words. And Lord, just bind down Satan and let him have no part of this service. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, this is a very familiar passage of scripture. And we all know about Zacchaeus because we all know the song from Vacation Bible School about how Zacchaeus was a wee little man. But there's more to Zacchaeus than just his height. Zacchaeus was a Roman tax collector. He was a collector of the Roman tribute. And he was rich. And he was rich because the Romans did not care if he cheated when collecting taxes and tribute. Now they didn't want him to go overboard and cheat. But as long as they got their money, they didn't care. So, for instance, if the Roman tribute tax was two pennies and Zacchaeus took three pennies and kept one for himself, the Romans didn't care. Now, if Zacchaeus took ten pennies and only gave the Romans two, they would care about that. So, Zacchaeus was also very shrewd in what he did. He stayed out of trouble with Rome but because he would cheat the people and because he would bring up false accusations against people to get their tribute money or more than what they owed, he was hated. He was a very hated man because of what he did. Now what we see is when he heard that Jesus was going to be coming through Jericho, he wanted to see Jesus. And because he was short and because the crowds were lining the road, Zacchaeus could not see Jesus. So Zacchaeus goes and he runs in front of where Jesus was going to be coming by, runs on down the road and he climbs up into a wild fig tree or a wild, basically it's a sycamore fig tree. So it was a wild fig tree. And he did this so he would be able to see Jesus when Jesus passed by. And then what happens? As Jesus passes by, he sees Zacchaeus up in the tree. And then he says to Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, come down at once, for today I must abide in thine house. Now think about something. Jesus is talking to the most hated man in the village. The most hated man in the village. And he says that he's going to stay with this man. Come down at once for today. And look at that. I must. I must. He didn't say, can I stay at your house? He didn't say, I will stay at your house. He said, I must. I must. 
Now, if you're looking at this, tie to salvation. We hear the gospel message. The Holy Spirit speaks to our heart. The Holy Spirit is abiding with us at that time. The Holy Spirit must abide with us for us to be saved. Jesus tells Zacchaeus, I must abide with you. And what happens? Look at the change that happens to Zacchaeus. He repents of his sins. He turns from his evil ways and he gives half of his goods to the poor. And then he says, if I've wronged any person through, through false accusation, I'm going to restore it to them fourfold. He was going to give them four times back what he had taken. All because Jesus was going to stay with him. And Jesus went to his house. But Jesus said, I must abide with you for this to happen. But I want you to notice something. Go back to verse 5 when Zacchaeus is in the tree. Jesus is walking by and Jesus looks up and he says, Zacchaeus. He calls him by name. Think about that. He calls Zacchaeus by name. He says, Zacchaeus, come down at once, for I must abide in thine house today. Zacchaeus. He had never met Zacchaeus. But he knew Zacchaeus. Now this reminds me of John chapter 1 verse 48. If you turn over to John chapter 1 verse 48, what do we see? We see Nathaniel sitting under the fig tree. And Philip comes to see him. And Philip tells Nathaniel, we found the Messiah. And then when Nathaniel goes to meet Jesus, Jesus says, behold, a Jew in which there is no guile. And Nathaniel says, how do you know me? We've never met. How do you know me? And look at what Jesus says to him. When Philip was coming to see you, before Philip got to you, I saw you under the fig tree. And I knew you. Basically is what he's saying. I've known you for your entire life. I've known you before you were ever born. When you were sitting under that fig tree, I saw you sitting there. He called Nathaniel by name. Is what we see. He calls Zacchaeus by name. Because God knows our name. And he calls us by name. He knows our name. And that's how he relates to us. Yes, you know, we look at the scripture and we see that he relates to us as creator with created being. He relates to us as God and human. You know, we're the human. He relates to us that way. He relates to us as the sinless one with the sinful one. And he relates to us with as the holy one of Israel with the unholy. 
but he still relates to us and he relates to us by name and that's what we see in the scripture. He relates to people on a personal level and we see that all throughout the Bible because all you have to do is go back and look at how he related with Adam. When Adam and Eve fell into sin, what does he say? Adam, where art thou? He related to Noah by name. He related to Cain by name. Abram. We see him relating to Abram by name. The Bible says that Abraham was a friend of God. He related to Abraham as a friend. He related to Isaac, to Jacob, to Joseph. Then you get to the kings, he related to Saul by name, to David. He even related to, to Ahab by name. Oh, sinful Ahab, because God would always send Elijah to him. He related to Elijah and Elisha by name. And then when we get to the New Testament, we see him relating to the people in the New Testament by name. He called the disciples by name and then turned to Acts chapter 9. Saul. When Saul was on the road to Damascus, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Calling Saul by name. And he does the same with us. He relates to us on a personal level as well, calling us by name. And we see this with Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus come down at once. Calling Zacchaeus by name. And why does he do this? Look over in John chapter 10. Look at verse 14. In John chapter 10, verse 14, Jesus says, I know my sheep. Think about that. He says, I know my sheep and my sheep know me. <clears throat> I know my sheep. Jesus knows us. He knows everything about us. And he loves us. He knows our name and he calls us by name. And his sheep, if you think about it, his sheep know him. We hear his voice when he calls. That's what he says in John 10, 27. His sheep hear his voice. And we recognize his voice, or at least we should. We should recognize his voice. We hope that we would recognize his voice. But think about that. He knows our name and he calls us by name. And we hear his voice and, and we know his voice. Well, that goes back to the way the sheepfolds were. Remember, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. 
Well, the sheepfolds in Israel were these big circular stone enclosures that only had one entrance. And it only had one entrance to keep the wild animals from getting the sheep. But what would happen is the shepherds would put all the sheep into that one enclosure. And you might have four, five, six, or seven different herds in that one enclosure. And the shepherds would lay there at the opening to protect the sheep at night. But then what would happen? When the shepherds would wake up in the morning and leave the enclosure, they would call to their sheep. And all the sheep would go to the correct shepherd because the sheep knew the shepherd's voice. Jesus is saying the same thing about us. We're his sheep. He knows our name just like a shepherd would know the names of his sheep and would recognize his own sheep. But more importantly, those sheep would recognize the shepherd's voice. We should recognize Jesus' voice when he's speaking to us. As sheep, we should recognize his voice when he calls to us. So the question is, is are we listening? Are we listening? Because we know that he calls us by name and he speaks to us. And he tells us that we should hear his voice and we should recognize his voice. Are we listening to him? Or are we missing his call? What would have happened if Zacchaeus was up in that tree and he wasn't paying attention? When Jesus walked by, what would have happened if he had ignored Jesus? Jesus tells us in John 10, 27 that we hear his voice. What would have happened with Zacchaeus if he had ignored Jesus or wasn't listening? Well, he would have missed a blessing. He would have missed Jesus coming to his house and having dinner with him. But he would have missed something even greater. Because when Jesus abided with him, that was when Zacchaeus repented. You see, for salvation to take place, the Lord must call us. We hear the gospel message and he speaks to our heart, calling us by name. And if you've never received Christ as your Lord and Savior, how many times have you been ignoring that call? Because that's what happens. Whenever God calls us and we don't repent, we are ignoring him. Because Jesus says that we hear his voice. He also says that we know his voice when he speaks. When he repented, Jesus was with him. 
You know, He knows our name and He knows us. And we know His voice. And we should listen when He calls. Even Christians who have received Christ, we should listen when He calls. How many times have we been ignoring Him? When He calls us to do something. If He calls us to go see someone or visit someone, how many times have we been ignoring that? How many times have we not listened? Because that's what we do. We can't say we never heard the call. Because again, in John 10, 27, Jesus says that we hear his voice and we recognize his voice when he speaks. We just don't listen. We ignore him. But we should be listening because we do hear him and we do recognize his voice because we are his sheep. And he is our shepherd. It's only when we're not listening that we miss when he speaks. Because when he speaks, we do hear him. We do hear him when he speaks. The only time we miss him when he speaks is when we're not focused on him. But we're supposed to be focused on him all the time, aren't we? And you might say, now Brother Jeff, where does it say that? If you think about something, there are several places in the scripture where it says we should be focused on him at all times because he should be number one in our life. The first is in the Ten Commandments when he says, thou shalt not have any gods before me. Meaning all of our worship and all of our focus should be on him. He should be number one. And nothing else should take his place. Another place is when Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Because if we are focused on him and doing as he says, we will be keeping his commandments. We are always to have our focus on him, and with our focus on him, we will never miss what he says when he speaks to us. Because he is our shepherd. And he knows our name, and he calls us by name. And we need to hear his call and obey. Because we know him. And we recognize him when he speaks to us. And again, the same is true for those who are lost. He calls the lost by name. We see that in the scripture. When Adam had fell into sin, he called Adam by name. When David had fell into sin with Bathsheba. What did God do? He sent Nathan to him, calling David back. And again, we have the example of Saul. He called Saul by name on the road to Damascus. If you're lost and being convicted of sin, Jesus is calling you by name. Turn to him today because he knows us and he calls us by name and we should never miss his call because we should know him 
and recognize him when he speaks. Let's stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just thank you for your word. Lord, just be with us as we go into this time of invitation. Just help us to focus on you, Lord. And again, Lord, if there's anyone here today that needs to make any decision, I pray that you would speak to their hearts. Just continue to be with us and overshadow us with your love and watch care. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen.